Welcome, Claire Lyons, to the show. You've got a really fancy title, Ethical Wellbeing and Budgeting Expert. So uh, explain yourself, please. What is Hello, it? It's, it's lovely to be here. Yes, well, I, I got to pick my own job title, which is uh, meant I could go a little bit um, crazy, having had very boring job titles in the past. Um, yeah, so I've taken um, a step away from traditional working world. I was a lecturer for 15 years in mental health recovery um, and deciding not to go back to that job for a short time, hopefully, while my children are very young, meant that we were going to have to economise quite drastically um, for us to give up that wage as a family. And so I just started looking for ways to do that, ways to, you know, support a family on a limited income or reduced income, I should say. And um, I couldn't really find anything. Everything just said I should do um, online surveys for 20p a go and shop at Poundland. And none of that sat very comfortably with me. I didn't want to shop at Poundland um, because I didn't feel the quality of the goods or the person that made them um, would be living a very happy life. So I, I sort of couldn't find what I wanted. So I, I went to sit with my values and to find out about how to live more ethically and go back to a lot of the things that I worried about more before I was a parent about the world. And I couldn't find anything there really for normal people. You know, it was all quite extreme. I would have to, you know, start to purify my own we and things. And I just thought that this isn't real life. You know, I've got four kids running around going to parties and being given plastic toys in the party bags. And I'm so far away from here. I don't know where to start. And so I just felt, if I was struggling to find ways to look after my family and look after the planet, then probably other people were as well. So I just started sharing what I was coming across, changes we were making as a family. And it's just sort of blossomed from there because I think a lot of us feel um, feel that worry, I suppose, of, you know, how do I budget and, and keep myself, um, you know, financially secure and and do a lot of the environmental things that a lot of us are under pressure to do. So, um, so I thought, well, I'll just do it myself. And it's grown from there. And when did you start this, Claire? Uh, well, we had our, our fourth baby um, Christmas 2015, which is an unusual time to have a baby. It probably wasn't planned very well. Um, so, yeah, that's when I really... I had a um, nine-month maternity leave, but I knew fairly soon in that maternity leave I probably wouldn't go back to that job. It was a fabulous job. I, I loved it, but it was very high demand on me emotionally. You know, people would disclose um, quite challenging topics and things, and then I would go straight to nursery and pick up a bubbly three-year-old, you know, and, and I found... I just felt I couldn't be everything I needed for my students and everything I needed to my children. There, there wasn't enough of me to go around those two demanding roles. So I knew quite early into that maternity leave I probably wouldn't go back to that job for a period of time. So you were being a, a full-time lecturer with three young children, so you're clearly mm. a strong woman to, to you know, keep that going. So then the fourth baby was a was a stretch too far with the children department and life had to change. I think so I get that. I mean, I think I could have done it. You know, I think we all have to make choices, don't we? It, it wasn't impossible for me to go back to that job. It was just I, I wasn't 
I wasn't happy. And that's a really difficult thing to put a price on. Um, I think I probably hadn't been happy um, for a little while. I think I'd been struggling with that dynamic um, of the sort of professional working woman and the mother. And, um, and I think number four was the crunch where I said, actually, um, I think as well that the more children you have, the more you appreciate how fleeting those early years are. And I, I think I, I really wanted, knowing that was our last, definitely, um, I really wanted to make sure I didn't miss some of those really special occasions. And, you know, I think if you want to be a parent, you need to be present and, um, and, and have those early years. So it was never a, a forever sort of decision. But I did feel that the children needed more of me than they were getting. Okay, so fabulous. Fast forward then on um how many years coming three and a half years is it yeah so we're coming up to coming up to four okay yeah. so, so tell us how your life has changed within the family in that time well I think watching the children grow is an extraordinary experience I'm not the parent I thought I would be I'm not the um laid-back hippie woman that I patient woman that I dreamed I am the woman that screams shoes about a thousand times every morning like it's surprising we have to put our shoes on to go to school um so I found it way more challenging than I thought I'm not arrogant enough to say that I, I didn't think it would be quite this hard um it's changed our family fundamentally I would say and I, what I love is that the children are so on board we made a very conscious decision that um that we wanted all of our family decisions to be made by all of us. And that was very important to us. Um, and I love, I love the discussions we have and the random things that the children find important that we as adults don't, um, and vice versa, trying to sort of help them see what we might be thinking about that's sort of not in their realm. So it's from an ethical point of view, we've made massive changes. I wasn't, I didn't really appreciate because we do it quite slowly. I don't think I'd appreciated quite how much we'd done. At the end of last year, I did a review of the whole year for my own pleasure. Um, and actually in that year, we had made some quite dramatic changes. Very simple things in terms of what we've been doing, but we don't have paper products in our house anymore. Our toilet paper is bamboo. We've got rid of kitchen towel, um, all those sorts of things. All of our printing paper is um, from Mike's office. So um, everything, just simple things like that. We don't have paper tissues. We have cotton hankies. Um, so quite a big change in, environmentally but hasn't particularly caused us any great uh, drama. Um, so when I, when I add up all of those little things, we are actually living uh, a much more ethical life than we were. We've got a way to go, but it's, it's been really exciting, I think. And it's surprising hearing the changes that you've made, the, the, the subtle changes. All we're doing really is going back to what Granny used to do. You know, we didn't have all these um, products years ago did we and then suddenly we can't live without them so yeah. what we're doing is going back to basics and yet we're considered a bit odd and a bit weird um to even consider it never mind implement it in our families yes it's been fascinating i've just done some workshops um with waitrose so they have a new unpacked range which is the sort of zero waste shop the with the dispensers you know you can have as many cornflakes as you like and um 
I was I was running a workshop, but I was also chatting to a lot of the customers. And it was actually the older customers were much more comfortable with it in some ways. We, we expect the young hipsters to be loving it. But they were like, well, this is what shopping is to us. This is, you know, we like to see the food we're buying. We like to choose the exact amount we want or need. Um, and And they were completely thrilled with the idea. And as you say, it was really for them going back to shopping as they had known as young people. And it's how I remember shopping when my mum used to used to come, you know, we used to get dragged along to the to the shops and Sainsbury's had the marble counters and everybody, you know, wore hairnets. They were all manning their own, you know, the meat department, the fish department, the cheese, the biscuit department, you know, and so on. We'd, we'd go and buy so many pounds of this or ounces of that and, and so on and so forth. And vegetable shops as well so, and bakeries. Everything was independent and, and uh, very simple. So I'm, I'm all for it. So you've got a website, Claire. What, what's your website called for the listeners? Um, it's www.thefrugalfamily.co.uk. And that's really just, it's initially how I held myself accountable. I struggled mentally myself because I've never not worked. I've never not contributed financially. And I had a massive issue with that of my own creation. So I sort of felt I had to justify what I was doing all the time. Um, so it started as that and it, it has grown into... I hope, and um, quite a useful resource for people, for ordinary families to go, well, what could we do? And um, what, what is manageable? And one of the things I think that's perhaps a little unusual mm-hmm. about what we're doing is we measure our impact every month. Um, so we're actually saying, this is what we did, you know, by taking those two bags of clothes to the charity shop or whatever we might have done, um, we saved this much carbon and this is how you can calculate what you're doing. Because I think for a lot of us, we sort of put stuff in the recycle bin and we assume we, we then hand over responsibility, if you like, for, for what's happening the other end. And, and we've quite enjoyed feeling more knowledgeable about the, the benefits of what we're doing. And the small, I mean, for example, we have, we've decided not to fly um, for the foreseeable future. And it's hard to kind of quantify because we're not doing it. Um, the, the difference that that's making but there are lots of calculators online where you can you can um make those sort of decisions they can help you and so that's one of the things i really wanted us to um share that kind of knowledge of, of you know the, the impact you can make each of us can really help brilliant so, what, what, what would be your top tips for a family who maybe they're in a similar situation to you they, they're, they're now going without a a key wage earner and um, they need to make some simple changes that are effective so what would be the top tips that you would recommend I think the easiest one is to buy second hand and we buy very little new now Um, or even if you might not even have to buy it I mean we're part of an amazing local um, free cycle group online Um, the things we, I mean, we, I'm looking now outside in our garden. We've got a 12-foot trampoline. We got that on free cycle. It didn't cost us a penny. And the people getting rid of it were so delighted um, that they weren't going to have to pay someone to come and take this enormous monstrosity out of their garden. Um, so buy secondhand or get better at asking for what you need and, and passing on what you no longer need. Um, the other one for me, and links back to what we were saying about shopping, is food waste. Um, so we meal plan like ninjas now and that has saved us a phenomenal amount of money per week we do it now um, 
and has also saved, you know, in terms of environmental impact massively on our food waste. Um, so I think those two are, are, are quite easy to do. They will save you money and they will save the world. Brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of the free cycle and, and uh, on, on the Facebook groups and all the rest of it. And, and I'm forever. My, my, my house is a bit like a revolving door. Um, I obtain things and then I give things away and so on and so forth. And it's such a great feeling as well, isn't it? When you know that something isn't going to go into landfill, it goes to, to help a family. And likewise, when you receive something, it's, it's you know, the gratitude and, and all the rest of it. It's, it, it's, it, it helps everybody, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and, and it's amazing the things that will go because, uh, I mean, we had uh, someone asked for some broken bike wheels. I mean, what a bizarre thing to ask for. But it was for an art project. And Mike, Mike was like, oh, I'm sure in the shed we've got a couple that we didn't know what to do with. You know, we'll put them out probably for scrap metal or something. And But this person actively wanted them for an art project. And it's just once you sort of check in quite regularly, um, it's a really fascinating process as well. And things you thought no one would want are actually really welcomed and you know random things you need I mean we did a new lid for our steamer that the handle broke off the lid but there was nothing wrong with the rest of it um, and someone said oh yeah I've got one of those I mean what a random thing and they were delighted obviously to get rid of this thing cluttering up their kitchen and it meant we didn't have to buy or, or replace our, our well-loved daily used steamer so it's a really useful thing to get your head around really wonderful so um www.thefrugalfamily.co.uk um do people sign up to get a newsletter from you is it a blog what what actually is on there yeah so um there is an option i mean you can just check in as and when i try to put posts up twice a week of interesting things and we have a theme each month so this month we're all about financial planning we're going to be talking about how do you ethically and frugally um, plan a funeral which isn't the happiest topic but one that most of us will come across at some point in our lives um, and a wedding and babies and all sorts of other financial planning um, so we try to have a thing when you do go on there is a chance uh, to join our um, email list and you get a free um, book so it's like seven starts to changing your habits um, and that's just a free ebook that, that you get when you sign up fabulous fabulous and please please post on uh, my facebook group claire which is um, perfect health with elaine godley on facebook so please please join that and please post these on uh, regularly because some um, members we've got some um, i think somewhere between two and a half and three thousand members so um, that would be a, a good way of um, sharing the love as well. From, from oh, you. I'd love to. Yeah, that would be great. We're, we're going to be a, at a, um, a local event soon at the end of June, which is Empowering Positivity in Children. And that's a really exciting event to be part of at Nottingham Racecourse. There's loads going on. It, it's, a, it's a great time to be alive, I think. Absolutely. Well, Claire Clements and Jackie Wilson and Sue Brooks are all on the group already. Um, so you're and it's 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 such an amazing um it's such an amazing event that's going on there it's going to be really really good i'm 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 not a child friendly person really um i much prefer big people um but um, the way claire claire was on my radio show recently and it, it, it sounded really fabulous so um i'm probably going to be uh, pitching up and uh, going to that so i might see you oh there. lovely yeah i'm looking forward to it my daughter and i are going to be manning our stall giving away happiness jars fantastic that's lovely that's really nice so I ask him 
people on the show to uh, suggest two songs that mean something special to them. And you've chosen The Feeling Won't Go Away and Madness Must Be Love. So why did you choose both of those, Claire? Well, these are um, both songs about love, which probably says how sentimental I am. Madness is our song. So we had that at our wedding and we've been married far longer than I care to disclose because it makes me feel very old. Um, but um, without Mr. Frugal, I don't know where I would be in life, to be honest. And that's our special song. So I had to choose that one. Um, the Feeling uh, is actually the song I once played at my funeral, which sounds, again, very uh, depressing, which isn't. Um, it's just, it touched me, that song, when I first heard it. They're a band I like anyway. Um, it's just about how love continues, you know, that you, you can't stop it and you can't, um, you can't diminish it. You know, it just flows throughout us. And if you show someone love they have that forever and they can pass it on. And it was, it just touched me. And whenever I'm feeling a bit cross with the world or cross with myself or cross with anyone else, I always try to think, you know, what feeling do I want to pass on? What feeling do I want to, to fill up with? And that song jingles around in my head. Um, and I feel like, yeah, actually it, it doesn't go away. It's just going to change its format and I can pass that on. Lovely, that's a lovely, lovely sentiment. So uh, Claire Lyons from the frugalfamily.co.uk, thank you for being on the show this afternoon. Lovely to meet oh. you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Elaine.